0: Welcome to Knobcat Games' Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy. I'm Executive Prime at Knobcat Games. This podcast is our audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the progress of the game that we're working on, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk, a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And I am joined today by our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. Hello. And uh, I guess it's just the two of us today. I don't know. It's going to be maybe more of a free form podcast. We don't have a lot of stuff on the list, but we were just talking for like an hour before we started and realized we should have been recording. <laughs> but uh, the big news, I guess, in our, in our progress is that you put out the newest build of the game for us to test, and that has logging in. You know, I made my first Dodo account two days ago.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of glad to start testing it with the actual server version of things running on it. It's, I don't know, it's different to have to log in every single time because I guess at least for me, it slows me down a bit because I got to log in to even play the game now. There should
0: probably be the uh, option where you uh, have the little checkbox and it says, Remember me.
1: I guess you'd have to type it in over and over
0: yeah I definitely we definitely want to have that I think if that's an option if
1: that's possible it should be it's it's getting a kind of tedious to you know type in like your email and your password (laughs) log in test something for like five minutes log back out do it again
0: yeah on the daily report where it shows logins it's definitely increasing I've I've noticed
1: yeah I think (laughs) I contribute to a large portion of it
0: (laughs) for sure Um, Yeah, we should probably add that to the list, though, for, um, I don't know if you have a spot where we can throw that on, but we definitely want the Remember Me checkbox, because I think this is the kind of game where players log in and out a lot, you know, you get in, you run a couple dungeons, you leave, wait for your energy to refill, you hop back on, you know, you're maybe, like, playing it while you're supposed to be doing work or something on the other monitor. Supposed
1: to be doing work. (laughs) Yeah. You bring up a good point there. kind of—I feel like it's something where you would kind of bounce in and out pretty consistently. Yeah, even
0: like on like I know I'm not like taking up server space or anything. I still like end up closing the game so it's not just like open on my other monitor.
1: <laughs> It'd be one of those lingering players in the server that just stands in the center of town for hours. Yeah, I mean you probably do want to do that though. Like
0: you get your cool supporter pack slime gear. <laughs> And then, uh, you want to show it off by hanging out in town, right? All
1: well, the players are walking by like, oh, look at that guy. That's some style and armor he's got. I <laughs> wonder where I can buy that. Yeah, friends are pretty good at doing that. Well, they'll log on to the game, and I don't even know what they do. They log on, they disappear. They didn't even start playing. They just <laughs> they got on and instinctively go do something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully our logging
1: in doesn't take too much time. It seems to be pretty quick right now. Yeah, I'm curious to see if processing that inventory takes time. Maybe you get stuck in a loading screen because it's trying to figure out that you own 200 different items.
0: Yeah, we might have to like, think about... I, I don't know, maybe like we need to think about like how items are generated and drop rates and stuff. Because maybe we could like, reduce the inventory size a little bit and then make less items
1: spawn but have good items spawn more often. As long as the... Like if the rarity... Not rarity, but the commonness of high rarity went up, I could see that working.
0: Yeah, so like instead of like, you know... By the time you're level 10, most battles have like eight enemies, I think. So you have a chance at like eight different items. But if some of those items spawned as crafting materials, they would take up less inventory space as well.
1: Yeah, that's true. Especially since I don't think a player is going to keep the trash gear anyways. Yeah, I I'd hope that I'm piling up those helmets.
0: Yeah. We could even consider like something like where it works a little bit differently until you hit level 10. You know, maybe you do get more of those lower rarity items you need, but then once you hit level ten then maybe they spawn less often and, and you just get the crafting material instead. That's definitely something we could look into if we think we need to uh, you know, save <laughs>
1: save some inventory space. I know in terms of like making lives easier for the player, one of the things I like is when you reach a certain point and then the game knows you don't need this junk anymore. So it auto scraps the gear
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Um, I think maybe like in the breaches, it could
1: uh, auto-scrap like trash in Uncommon. Yeah, because if you're into that, and if you're killing stuff in that, there's no way you need the trash gear at that point.
0: Right. You just want the crafting material maybe. You probably don't even need the crafting material because we don't have anything that uses that lower rarity stuff once you get into the higher rarity anyways, but we probably should come up with some kind of sink for that kind
1: of stuff. I think players like to get the material just because they like to see loot. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't need it, but I got it. No, It's nice to stack up those items, too. Like, if you're stacking up, even if it's just, like, gray dust, like the lowest tier crafting material, it's still nice to have a pile of a million of it, and then if there does become a use for it, then you have it.
1: <laughs> Add, like, a upward conversion system, 10... Dust for one, metal shard—that's what it's
0: called. Metal chunk. <laughs> I had to go look, and then an azure core, and then an amber shards. Yeah, that's something I don't want to do right away. But once we see how the economy works with people actually playing and how much everybody ends up with of each thing, then I think we could figure out things you could use that stuff for.
1: Yeah, it's always nice to have a usage for even the old materials that don't do a whole lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do have on our notes to, we could talk about the, uh, to do list and what we're going to be getting into next as far as, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm hesitant to say it, but the game itself is very close to done and we're really just working on this server stuff now. So our kind of to do list is getting it so that you can talk to other players see other players in town in app purchases that kind of stuff like everything that works with the server you know still has to work other than you've got items saving
1: yeah because as it stands it's like really it's uh, almost done the server stuff you know finally got the inventory to start to save itself to the server which was a lot of intensive work because of how complex our system is in comparison to how much the server is willing to save <laughs> yeah but gotta really start thinking about how to get like a friends list going how to see other people talk to other people add like the full chat system
0: yeah for sure and i mean right now we're hoping that that's not too difficult to do because playfab which is the system that we're using you know the the ecosystem i guess for for all the server stuff it has like the built-in chat functionality so i'm hoping that it just is like a matter of you like skinning what they provide so that it looks right in our game
1: <laughs> basically take their chat system toss it in give it our font make it look nice
0: yeah that's what i'm hoping it's probably not that easy but maybe
1: I wonder how bad the uh, censorship, I guess, is the term, for the censorship system for the text is going to be.
0: Oh, yeah, like the, I feel like there's a different word for that, but like the, like profanity filter, I guess. Profanity filter. Surely if they have a chat, like if they have functionality for chat, surely there's a profanity filter like built into it as well. I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah, even if it's like, even if you have to come up with the words yourself and put them on like a a list that gets filtered, I still think it wouldn't be too hard i
1: have to like collect a pile of different slang and profanity words <laughs> give me your worst what's the worst word you can think of and then just start writing them all down
0: <laughs> oh, man we'll have to like i don't know i have the beep for the podcast so we can we can like bleep a bunch of stuff out right now like <laughs> i can just put it in you don't even have to say it i'll just i'll just put some bleeps in and i'll think just you're, some random you're saying it yeah, like we wanna make sure we edit out and you definitely don't want people saying. And uh yeah, they probably shouldn't say either. There, I'll just <laughs> I'll put some bleeps in,
1: it'll sound it'll sound great. I, don't know, I know some uh some people that have a whole lot of slang there. Typical dialogue, so much to ask them. Yeah, I definitely need to
0: get like our end user license agreement and stuff from the lawyer. I, I probably should email them soon and, and get that started on. I've just been kind of hesitant because we don't know all of the server functionality yet, so they do need to know some of that stuff. So I might set up a meeting with them and then available we could jump on but that's that's something we need to uh, address as well That that'll deal with all the you know nobody reads it but it'll say like bypassing the
1: profanity filter is not allowed <laughs> yeah I've never I don't know anybody who has but I've never read one so I'm not sure what they even say I know that they restrict you from doing certain things and if you bypass it you trouble ban whatever. But I never really know what it actually says. It's like, "We have permission to collect your data. or We have permission to ban you at any moment."
0: Yeah, the the collecting your data thing would actually be part of the privacy policy. So they they're always going to have you're going to have your end user license agreement and your privacy policy, and and that'll cover all that stuff that you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, and then what we're allowed to copy or uh, to collect from from players. Which I think is just going to be their emails so that we can have login, like so that we can have accounts. And then, uh, you know, it's just going to be the data that they create playing the game. I don't think there's any reason to collect anything else from them.
1: Yeah, probably don't need anything else. Not sure why we would need something. Oh, give me like the first name of your firstborn child. I need it for this game.
0: <laughs> I need your... Uh account numbers for all your bank (laughs) accounts and the last four of your social security number please no i think uh i think that's all gonna be like i want to collect as little as possible because if somebody does hack you like we don't need to have a bunch of stuff that they're like you know that we're keeping for no reason Um, you know, we just want people to play the game and collect loot, and there's not really any reason to do anything else. And if a game was asked me for, like, my
1: social security, I don't think I would be playing the game. Yeah, I (laughs) don't know why
0: you would need it. Yeah, I think it could collect, like, IP addresses, um, for reasons, you know, like, maybe for, like, banning players and stuff, you know, that don't follow the end user license agreement or something, so that you can, like, block them by their IP or something. I'm not sure. I, th- I think the lawyer knows all that stuff, and that's why we need to
1: talk to them. Yeah, I want to say the the system itself knows your general location. Like, it won't pinpoint your house, but it'll pinpoint your estate, town, or closest.
0: Yeah, town. because I think that, that shows up, like, on your, as part of your IP address, right? Yeah.
1: So since it has the IP, it has, like, general location data.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I need to put that on my list to, to get done. I kind of have a to do list that's like the Steam page as well. I need to probably get in on that and make sure that we have everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Not sure if the pictures are on it, but I'll say it's getting there.
0: Yeah, I need to load in all the art because Ben made it and I haven't loaded it in yet. And then I think the last thing we need really is uh, a trailer. Like, that's the last big thing. So once we get that done, we might be ready to launch our Steam page. It
1: does, that does... That's pretty exciting. It does remind me of something kind of small, but I remember he did kind of redo the design, or I guess the line work of the glove. Yeah. Which did lead to the game logo getting updated just a, just a little bit. It has the uh, updated line work. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the glove was the
0: first thing that Ben drew, I think, other than maybe the player character... And then as we added more mobs, the style changed just a little bit. Basically, it got like thicker lines and then whenever at some point when we added the glub as the uh, companion for the supporter pack, then it uh, was real obvious that the glub was kind of like an outdated line style. <laughs> so got that updated now. He doesn't look so out of place.
1: And it was interesting because it's like there was always something odd about it that I never noticed what it was until somebody mentioned it was the line work on him compared to everything else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually just equipped him as my companion in game. Oh yeah, he looks so much better now. Yeah, he doesn't look so out of place. That's really good. I guess since we're talking about artifacts and companions, one other thing I had on the list to kind of talk about, I guess, for players that are interested you know we had ben draw a couple more artifacts and then he's gonna do a couple more companions as well and when the game launches we're just gonna have the one artifact and the one companion that are available in the shop and then i guess we'll have the glub artifact and Um, Glub Companion that are available as part of the Supporter Pack. But then after after we launch and get some people playing, I want to add like every two weeks I think I want there to be like a new artifact, a new companion to kind of mix things up and give people something to collect. So Ben's kind of started in on the artwork for those to kind of get ahead so that whenever we launch we're not like scrambling the first two weeks to try and get an update.
1: Some prior preparation for new loot's always good. I kind of like the idea of cycling new artifacts and companions like that, because especially if one of them's not as good, you don't have to wait for a very long time for a new one to appear.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking they'll like, you know, as we add a new one, it'll maybe be in the shop for like a few days, and then it'll go into like the rotation and then let you know they'll switch every day or whatever and then when we add a new one it'll kind of hang out there for a couple days and then go into the rotation as well i also was thinking about it and we have the the supporter pack glub i'm not sure what we're going to do I th- is because glubby is kind of a unique companion that gives them um, you know a unique unique ability Um, where he lets you increase your block when you're hit by an enemy. So every time you get hit by an enemy, he lets your block go up a little bit. And I was thinking about, like, I definitely want Glubby to be exclusive to the supporter pack. So if you don't get Glubby right at the beginning, you know, when he's available, he is going to be, like, limited edition, you know, not coming back. Very easily. If he does, it's going to be like a special event or something. But uh I'm wondering if we'll eventually need to add like a functionality where it's a similar ability, you know, because like as we gain new players, if he's only available for the first three months and then he ends up being like, you know, the best companion in the meta or something like that, oh, then yeah. you have to like add... You know, you'd still want people to be able to have that functionality, but like, maybe like reskin them to something else. Just something I was
1: like thinking about. I know a game's done that before, where they had like this exclusive support pack. You get it at the initial start of the game, I think it was like its first year. Well, you never get it. And years, years later, they added the alternate version of it, where it wasn't exactly it, but it was almost the same thing. That way, those who never got yeah. the original, they still can't, but there was an alternative option.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about, too. Like, obviously, you're buying the supporter pack for the cosmetic. You know, it's it's the look is the main thing. You know, that's why the Toxic Tendrils and Glubby, they're an artifact and companion, so they have to have some functionality as an artifact and companion But I tried to make them so they weren't, like, gonna be, like, broken where, like, you had to have them, but, you know, if they end up being, like, good, then we can definitely, like, add a less cool-looking cosmetic version (laughs) of them, but, like, the same functionality or something, or something similar.
1: Could add, uh, instead of glubby, you can have Blubby. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Just have it have, like, an increased amount of block given at a reduced chance. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Blub. We
1: do have the glub and
0: the blub. I-, I wasn't really planning on making all of the mobs into companions, but it almost seems, like, silly not to since we have all of their, like, art and animations.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, to a degree, some of them could be used. I want to say... Certain ones would look a little awkward, as yeah, a pet. <laughs> like who? I think the I think the snake might be pushing it. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's just something about that snake.
0: Yeah, the snake's pretty intense.
1: Maybe the I'd be more surprised if this became a companion. If one of the bosses was a companion.
0: Oh man, a boss <laughs> companion. Yeah, that would be pretty uh pretty extreme. Yeah, for the most part, I think companions are gonna be like little
1: little dudes yeah because the glove itself is like it's a small little creature and i feel like its appearance it almost looks like it could be a companion because it doesn't look like a very evil creature it kind of yeah. just looks dumb like it looks like it's an idiot <laughs>
0: yeah he definitely became like the mascot of the game being the the icon and stuff but yeah we kind of talked about that last podcast where it's like weird that it seems like people in the town like them <laughs> But also like you're just killing them all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, they appreciate the glove, but they want it dead.
0: Yeah. I try not to think about uh the logistics of actually fighting these monsters. <laughs> Cause if this was real life, they're technically animals <laughs> that that live in this obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot but, of them are but, animals, so
1: it makes you the bad guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're uh they're evil though. They're they're Evil
1: I mean, if I was next to a lion, it'd be pretty evil to me, but they're not typically evil animals. <laughs> they're
0: they're corrupted by the, the dark energy of the obelisk, right? I
1: guess, yeah. That does make them a bit more evil. Just, uh, just lock the sewers. If they can't get out of the sewer, they can't fight back. <laughs> they come out of the toilets though, remember? <laughs> Isn't that just the slimes? Oh yeah. Unless you start seeing the rats jump out of the toilets, then you have problems.
0: Oh yeah, the rats could probably make it out of the toilets. That's why they need all these adventurers.
1: Let's keep their toilets clean. At least free of (laughs) pests. I don't know, if you get into the lore of everything, I feel like... When it comes to the breach, you might just be a person invading a swamp.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of games are like this, (laughs) where... Where it's, uh, maybe you don't think about it too much. You start to
1: question, are you actually the good guy in this situation?
0: There's always some ambiguity, I think, between good and evil
1: to say it, uh, it takes place too far back in the past they didn't know the difference between good and evil.
0: <laughs> now I think I think the breach is also uh, part of the obelisk. You know like you are going to a swamp but I still think that the the boss and stuff there is corrupted by the obelisk
1: All right so they're also evil creatures
0: at least to, at least that's how I see it in the lore. Yeah. They're they're like cuz like if you go to the swamp like yeah, you're getting attacked by Snacks and and Mows and you know, um, Snappingtons and all that, but there's probably like normal animals in the swamp, but these are like the corrupted ones that are like attacking things. They're they're invasive species, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, now you got me thinking. You could have like. This would add on to the whole other pile of work. I have like smaller versions of them <laughs> that look innocent, like an innocent little snake slithering about the swamp.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously we don't have the budget to animate all that, but like, that's kind of the idea. I mean, that's the idea with like having uh, the puke rat, but then also having a uh, pipsqueak.
1: Oh yeah, it's like you got one of the regular rats to be your friend.
0: Right, and then you have the zombie rats that are corrupted by the slime that you have to fight to get loot. So that in depth discussion of the, the
1: what am the I trying to the lore of why we fight I,
0: the, Yeah, the lore
1: or the uh power of the obelisk.
0: What am I trying to think of? The good and evil
1: discussion and between the, <laughs> of the enemies. Yeah. The...
0: But that all aside, um If you don't have anything else, I think I'm going to wrap up this, this episode, which we thought, what what are we going to talk about for this podcast? And now it's been a half hour of recording and, and, and we've done it.
1: (laughs) That's true. Always (laughs) manage somehow.
0: Yeah. They always end up being way longer than, than I think they're going to be. And also like a lot of podcasts are like way longer than ours. I try to keep ours under 30 minutes so that it's actually
1: listenable. Oh yeah. You have to like sit there and listen for an hour or longer. Now you're just watching a movie. Yeah. Or listening to a movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and speaking of that, if if you've listened the whole way through this podcast, thank you so much for your interest in our game. We appreciate you hanging out. Don't forget to go to knobcat.com, find the link to our Discord, join us on Discord, that's where you can ask us questions and see you know, any updates or videos that we put out. And that's going to be the first place that we look for whenever we decide to start opening up to testing and stuff once servers are, are uh, finished. So keep that in mind. And uh, also, we have our social media that, that Brittany's running now, and there's been a lot of cool updates on there. So those are both uh, Twitter and Instagram, they're both at Dungeons Obelisk. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. See you later.